Hey everybody, welcome back to an all new episode of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. This is a show that takes a deep dive into the world of 80s cartoons and all of the glorious insanity therein. My name is Randy, I am your host on this journey, and I'm alone this week. But that's okay, because we've got another list for you. But of course, before we get into that, i got to let you know that Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek What Order. Go to geekwhatorder.com for all the latest and greatest geeky content and media. Find us on social media. We're on Facebook, Geek World Order, and Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Twitter and Instagram, both at Geek World Order. And of course, subscribe to the podcast. Leave us that five-star rating. Leave us that text review. Help us spread the word of this podcast and just, just share, show the love, and hang on for the ride, folks, because we are taking another dive into the world of the Transformers. And, yes, I am doing a list specifically about Transformers. And I'm going all the way back to the beginning. Aboard the Autobot ship, the Ark, there were 18 Autobots on that original mission that ended up crashing onto the planet Earth. And today, I'm going to rank them. So, this is the ranking of the Season 1 Autobots. I am not including the Dinobots or Skyfire in this list. I just want to go with the original OG crew aboard the Ark. All 18 of them. Here we go. So, first of all, coming in the number 18 spot is Blue Streak. Man, he is probably one of the most forgettable Autobots out there. Doesn't particularly get a lot of screen time. Okay, he got a whole lot more screen time than uh, Skids did in Season 2. Yeah. But honestly, for half the time I forget Blue Streak is there. And most of the time I forget who he is. Although, he is voiced by Casey Kasem, so... Great voice, but not even Casey's best character, unfortunately. So... Sorry, Case. But... You'll have a better time on this list. So, coming in the number 17 spot, we move up to the Autobot that transforms into a Pontiac Trans Am. Great vehicle mode. We're talking about Wind Charger. Unfortunate name. That's kind of one of those... Uh, I don't even know where they were going with that name. But... I mean, he's got his force field powers, but honestly, doesn't, dude never really got a lot of screen time. And mostly forgettable. Unfortunately, it's really going to be like the bottom half of this list is either going to be ugh, really forgettable characters or characters with just odd personalities. Wheel. And talking about these odd personalities, let's talk about number 16 on the list, shall we? Number 16. Oh. The Autobot with the worst attitude. Well, yeah, he's got a bad attitude. We're talking about gears. And man, talking about some really wasted potential. This guy really did not get a lot of spotlight outside of the episode Changing Gears. 
where literally his entire personality chip was removed because Megatron needed it to power a device. Yeah, that's your featured episode, folks, for Gears. But yeah, Gears has a notoriously bad attitude. He's a persistently cranky robot. That's his pers- That's his character. He's cranky. And he's voiced by the legendary Don Messick. The man who voiced Scooby-Doo. And also voiced a better character higher up this list. Because, you know, can't have a... Uh... Ooh, buddy, can't have a... Uh... You know, can't have an 80s cartoon without people playing multiple roles here. Now, speaking of Autobots with bad attitudes... Yet somehow ranked slightly above Gears in the number 15 position is our boy Huffer, the eternal pessimist. As really his character quality. Gears was cranky. Huffer was just pessimistic. Like, he was the original, oh boy, we're all gonna die guy. I mean, you know, aside from, like, the one moment where he grew a backbone. Oh, what was it? Was it Divine and Conquer? He was kind of, like, one of the ones leading the charge. He he got worked up by Spike's motivational speech there. Ooh, buddy. But Offer, yeah, and he had that moment where he took Optimus Prime's trailer after Heavy Metal War. So Optimus could... You know, limp home from his injuries. But yeah, we're seeing a bit of a common theme here, aren't we, folks? Uh, yeah, a lot of these characters don't get super developed. Mo- monotone personalities. If they have a personality at all. Which unfortunately kind of brings us to the number 14 spot on our list. And this is one half of the, uh, of a duo. We're talking about Sideswipe. And, well, really the best way to describe Sideswipe is Loyal Autobot Warrior. That's really all you can say about him compared to his, um, Lamborghini brother in Sunstreaker. Yeah, Sideswipe is the one more devoid of personality. I mean, I guess he's got that cool rocket pack that disappeared after, like, the first episode. So, that was, like, the one good thing he really had going for him. And, yeah, that was about it. Poor Sideswipe, man. Really awesome Lamborghini Countach uh, vehicle mode. Awesome red paint job. But, yeah. Compared to his um, brother, he he was he was the Marty Janetti, the one who sort of just uh, faded into obscurity. Who, buddy, man, talk about Transformers that kind of faded into obscurity. Number thirteen was just kind of there, and in the number thirteen spot, we're talking about Trailbreaker. I mean, 
Trailbreaker, the old, kind of the old war horse of the team. Kind of a role he kind of split with Ironhide. But, I don't know, Ironhide seemed to get the better deal on that one. I mean, Trailbreaker had a, told a couple, I think he told a couple of war stories early in the series. And then he had his um, force fields. It's really only had a couple of main appearances. But yeah. And yeah, Trailbreaker was kind of an Autobot that everything he could do, it was a younger, stronger, faster Autobot that could do his thing. Because uh, really, Windcharger's um, photon beams did a lot of the same stuff that Trailbreaker's force fields could do. So unfortunately, yeah, Trailbreaker really kind of got a raw deal here. It was a solid Autobot, a warrior. Had a really, got a really good new toy upgrade recently in um, uh, one of the War for Cybertron lines. Was it Siege? Great figure, which was actually a remold of the of that same hoist figure, but uh, gotten some good figures lately. So, but yeah, Trailbreaker unfortunately just kind of in the mold of. Uh, there and slightly forgettable. So moving on to number 12. And this might be a little bit of a controversial pick to have him this low, but number 12 is Cliff Jumper. Uh, the mini bots. Of course, uh, Cliff Jumper. The sort of the, the Bumblebee clone kind of a, a remold basically the same transformation slightly different molding sometimes he got a different head sculpt depending on the toy a lot of times especially in the early 2000s almost a straight up bumblebee repaint Although i was happy with the recent um war for cybertron figure uh that just came out they actually did the cliff jumper figure first and then extensively retooled it into a Bumblebee. But honestly, both figures, absolutely fantastic. But really, outside of like the limited screen time, um, not much to him. He's loud, boisterous, really trying to make up for his short stature. Carries a big old freaking gun. But really, it's about best we've got here so cliff jumper takes the number 12 spot in our list and sort of rounding out the best of the rest before we get into our top 10 of course we got to have that last one that just didn't quite make the top 10 list and for me that is prowl the Autobots uh, military strategist, the police car robot himself, voiced by none other than Michael Bell, the voice of Duke from G.I. Joe. And you can tell because they really have a lot of the same voice. Prowl is basically just the Duke voice with the robot with the with the synthesizer effects that they put into the show to, for the robot voices. But to me, 
Prowl, yeah, just a great, you know, good warrior, great Autobot. Um, kind of always in that weird conversation of who is second in command of the Autobots. And you could always try to make points of it could be Prowl, it could be Ironhide, it could be Jazz. And honestly, there's valid arguments for any of those three to be second in command of the Autobots. But for me, Prowl is the least forgettable. Or I'm sorry, the most forgettable of those field commanders. Those, those lieutenants that are by Optimus' side. And yeah, unfortunately, Prowl... Man, I had to have one of the most gruesome deaths in Transformers, the movie, out of all the different Autobots. I mean, uh, Wind Chargers was pretty bad, but we didn't really see him actually die on screen. Uh, we saw the aftermath of RC pulling him in in that in the rocket launcher room with that big old hole in his chest. Iljack didn't look better. Um, I mean, Ironhide, we didn't exactly see, but we kind of knew what happened. Prowl was the one that got shot in the chest multiple times, and just his circuits literally exploded with the billowing smoke and fire coming out of his eyes and mouth. Yeah, no, that was the point where... Prowl's death in that movie was probably the point where children started to get scarred before Optimus Prime died. That was the beginning of the massacre that was Transformers the movie and just getting rid of all of the season one Autobots. But yeah, Prowl, you get a nice memorable, well, you get a nice memorable death at least, so... Prowl, you just barely missed the top 10, but at least you went out like a champ. So there we are, folks. We've ranked the first half, basically the first half of the list. We've ranked the ones that didn't quite make the top 10. So, of course, before we get into the top 10 proper here, let's go ahead and take a quick commercial break, folks. We'll be back in just a few moments. I ate a lot of stuff because it was chic. I mean, I ate raw fish because it was chic. But steaks and burgers, they make me happy. And I like being happy. I got a taste for some real food. My friends, they dragged me to this really trendy restaurant. I didn't know what to expect. I didn't expect roast beef. No, roast beef. So what? Does this mean I've been trending my whole life? I got a taste for some real food. In 1908, when Hoover invented its first electric suction sweeper, it was powerful enough to pick up cat hair. Today, the Hoover Dimension 1000 cleaner is powerful enough to pick up a brick. Power. Hoover invented it. Charlie's been forming here since I was a girl. He loves oranges. And only one orange juice. Tropicana Pure Premium Homestyle. It's pure juice 
with no water added or taken away. But what makes it special is sweet, juicy bits of orange. Crowley says it has the taste and feel of fresh squeezed. Your choice, pure premium home style with juicy bits of orange or Tropicana Pure Premium. You just can't pick a better juice. You tell them, Mary. Astronomers tell us there won't be a total eclipse in America until the year 2017. They are very much mistaken. This is the year of the eclipse. Introducing the Eclipse by Mitsubishi. Try not to stare. Do sexual problems have you confused or worried? Find out where you can get help on Home's week-long series about sex. Learning how to dial 911 can save your child's life. Find out how you can teach your child about emergencies. We'll enjoy the fabulous foods of Mardi Gras. I'm Rob Weller. And I'm Christina Ferrari. Are you going to live in fear of your new carpet? Or buy a worry-free carpet from Allied Fibers with a five-year warranty against dirt, wear, and more stains than other stain-resistant carpets. It takes out something other carpets can't. The worry. Thank you, darling. Oh, you forgot the orange juice. Worry-free carpet. It's more than just stain-resistant. It's totally worry-free. And we're back. And so we're continuing our countdown ranking the G1 Season 1 Autobots. And so, of course, we've gone through the numbers 18 through 11 positions. So just to recap those, starting at 18 and working our way out, we have Blue Streak, Wind Charger at 17, Gears at 16, Huffer at 15, Sideswipe at 14, Trailbreaker at 13, Cliffjumper at 12, Prowl at 11. So here we go. We're getting into in the top 10 proper. And coming in at number 10 is Hound. And Hound was a decent Transformer. Had a really cool alternate mode in his military Jeep. Great green paint job. And of course he had his ability, which was the Hollow Projections. Uh, which were used quite frequently throughout the first season. Uh, so giving him the bulk of his screen time in those plans. I don't know, Hound just had a charm about him. He really kind of went into that forgettable, you know, realm outside of, you know, his powers. But, I don't know, just something about Hound, his abilities, his alt mode. Just something that always made me think of him more than other Autobots. So, Hound, you take the number 10 spot in this list. So, moving on to number 9. So, here's the other half of our Lambo brothers. Sunstreaker. Loud, boisterous, vain. The absolute antithesis of his brother Sideswipe. Who, buddy, how can you forget Sunstreaker? And his absolute vanity. I mean, his character was basically replaced in season two by Trax. But I don't know, it was just a whole different type of vanity. Sunstreaker just had that cool aura. Uh, of course, the 
bright, bright yellow Lamborghini Countach uh, alternate mode. I mean, how how much more of a fitting alt mode for a Transformer who's just so loud and proud of how he looks and his paint job? Just that that character quality definitely made Sunstreaker a lot more memorable than a lot of his Transformers compatriots. So Sunstreaker, you get the number nine spot on our list today. Uh, moving on to number eight. Uh, once again, a Transformer with a uh, with a role whose voice actor outshone the other role he had in this series. But number eight, we are talking about the good old Autobot Doctor Ratchet. Oh man, Ratchet was a good old country doctor with a temper to match. I mean, not the best fighter. Of course, the uh, transforming into that uh, Nissan one-box van ambulance. But always a solid Autobot. And still, a lot better character than other medics in some cartoons. I'm looking at you, Lifeline. I'm looking at you. Because, you know, Ratchet knew his main place was was the med bay. Repairing the fe- his fellow Autobots. But he knew... At times, he would have to pick up a gun and fight. Because you're in the middle of a war. You're doing things. You're trying to protect your patients. You're fighting for survival. Um, how? Or Ratchet, man. He was one of the ones that bit the bullet big time in Transformers the movie. Uh, He was right there with prowl he took a number of shots right to the torso and yeah he didn't get the close-up that prowl did but oh buddy did he Ooh, yeah he took some wicked shots to the chest right the best aim the decepticons have ever had in any of their lives who knew that getting a pg movie rating would be like would mean that People can actually hit with their weapons. I know. I'm surprised too. But. Man. Ratchet. Kind of definitely had that. Doctor personality. um, That you can see in a lot of other. Media. Uh, Doctor McCoy seems to spring to mind. Ratchet would usually have some kind of. You know. The the, uh, Cybertronian equivalent of a country doctor quip. And the bad attitude to match. But Ratchet just wanted to get the job done. So gotta respect you for that, Ratchet. And for that, you take the number eight spot on our list. So moving into number seven. We've got an Autobot with a cool alt mode. A cool personality. He's a vibrant swinging race car. No, 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 not that one. That's not, no. I know y'all know me. But none, and y'all know the one you just thought of? Higher up the list. You could probably guess where he is on the list. No, we're talking about the Autobot with the F1 inspired race car mode. We're talking about Mirage. 
Uh, so Mirage was kind of an interesting character. Of course, he had the awesome ability of being able to go invisible. But Mirage kind of played the pacifist role in the in the Transformer series. Not to the extent of a character like Lifeline, who absolutely refused to fight. He was just someone who didn't prefer it. But once again, he knew he was in the middle of a war. He knew his job was to be a soldier. Now, Transformers would have a even more of a pacifistic character in Season 2 in the form of Beachcomber. Much more of a pacifist much more vocal about not fighting when necessary but still beachcomber knew how to fire a gun when he needed to so there are cases where the pacifist character can still abhor violence and not choose it but we'll know that hey survival may depend on it you know, they understand survival. And yes, I'm going to harp on this point because I don't understand how Lifeline, a pacifist, can be the medic in a combat zone like that. It is absolutely refused to even touch a gun. Like, even if it meant, like, basically him dying, he wouldn't even pick up a gun to defend himself. Like, like I understand, you know, not condoning violence, and I don't, and I understand that. But you know, there's a point where you're where you're in this faction that's in the middle of a war. It's like, no, you need to know how to defend yourself, man. So Mirage, he was always one of those ones that you know really came off as not exactly wanting to fight but he knew there was a time and a place to stand your ground defend yourself and get the job done but also cool alt mode the invisibility powers just awesome robot cool paint job with his blue and white color scheme he's had some great figures recently too so mirage you take number seven spot on our list. And so coming at number six, possibly a controversial choice, given that he's one of the characters that is just all over Transformers advertising and everything, even had a live action movie all of his own. But that's a different bum, a different Bumblebee altogether. But yes, Bumblebee takes the number six spot on our list. Ah, yes, the, you know, the, you know, the small, adorable little Transformer that could. Our bright yellow VW Bug espionage expert, Bumblebee. Yes, let that sink in that Bumblebee's function on this team is espionage. But... Bumblebee and Spike, of course, the the human care, you know, the human robot character pairings. So we knew there was going to be involvement here, because you know, our 
our giant warring robots have to have humans somewhere in the mix because 80s cartoons got to have human characters. So Bumblebee was the one tasked with being the the robot companion to Spike. And of course, we got later pairings of this, such as Daniel and Wheelie, which is absolutely terrible. Absolutely made you want to go back to the loving Bumblebee and Spike relationship. And really wanted, and you really wanted to see more of them in that, you know, 20 year gap between season two and, you know, the movie. Yeah. But of course, Bumblebee had some good screen time. Uh, got brought one of the few Autobots to actually survive the movie and even make it as into the, you know, the third, at the end of the third and fourth seasons. Of course, being reformatted eventually into Goldbug, but keeping his same voice actor and everything. So, Bumblebee, a absolute stalwart of the Transformers franchise. Of course, without his popularity, you know, I'll give him credit. He definitely brought the pow, brought the thunder, and was definitely a very popular character to help keep the franchise afloat. So, Bumblebee, you get the number six spot in our list. Alright, so of course we've gone through another batch of Autobots here. We're getting down to the nitty gritty. But of course we got a deep dive into our treasure trove of... Of tropes and memes and all those wonderful things that make an 80s cartoon just pop. So of course, before we get into our top five, I've got to throw a little more suspense at you. Gotta keep you waiting just a little bit longer. So, we're gonna take one last commercial break, and we'll be back in just a few moments, folks, for the top five. All the new dog foods out there, with all their promises, can make it hard for you to choose. But all you really need to know is this. There's still no better food for keeping your dog fit and healthy than these old favorites. Alpo Canned and Alpo Dry. Even after 50 years, nobody tops Alpo. You want to drive to the sun with the most features under the sun? Oh, wow. Introducing the new Plymouth Sundance with 47 standard features. <laughs> Prices starting at $83.95. Best value in its class. And backed by 770 protection. The Plymouth Sundance proves the nine most important words Plymouth knows. Now, get 4.9% financing or $600 cash back on the new Plymouth Sundance. Every night while you're sleeping, UPS is maintaining its status as the only company that delivers overnight to every address coast to coast. And we guarantee it with UPS Next Day Air. And because we're so efficient, we'll still do it for up to half what other companies charge, which is guaranteed to cause our competition some sleepless nights. UPS, we run the tightest ship in the shipping business. All right, and we are back. So, of course, we just ran through positions 10 through 6 on our list. So, of course, just to recap real quick, we had Hound at number 10, Sunstreaker at number 9, Ratchet at number 8, Mirage at 7, 
and Bumblebee at six. So that leaves our top five. And we're going to start out number five. One of the smallest Autobots, but one of the most powerful Autobots. And that, my friends, is Brawn. Oh, man, everything is just... This is a robot that oozes machismo. He's a big old burly man in a tiny little robot body. What he make what he lacks in height, he absolutely makes up for in strength. Wit, sarcasm, sharp remarks. Oh man. Braun is a fun character. Uh Braun is kind of your bad attitude guy, but fun. Braun kind of has that Raphael vibe from the Ninja Turtles, but he's not as much of a dick as Raphael. Or at least maybe the the benefit of having this large cast of protagonists maybe kept the writers from writing him to be too much of a dick. But Braun was able to ride that sarcastic line, throw out a few zingers, has great compact SUV mode. Does everything combined together just to make this package of awesome. So, Braun, and of course, had that great season two episode with Perceptor. And I'm blanking on the name, but it's the one where they get super tiny, go inside Megatron to stop like this, uh, this thing that was giving him power. It's like a weird buddy cop episode with him and Perceptor. But uh, it was like just an amazing odd pairing couple. So Braun, your standout episode was absolutely fantastic. And oh, it's one of my favorite episodes. Just for just the sheer comedic value of Braun and Perceptor. And I really wish I was blanking. I wasn't blanking on the name, but I don't want to look it up right now and uh, waste too much time on the pod. But Braun, you are just this small comedic dynamite. You had great material thrown at you. Unfortunately, yeah, I guess we're going to have to discuss, discuss it. Your Your death was kind of pathetic. You basically got shot through the shoulder. I mean, I'm assuming Megatron shot you off screen a second time. Like he did Ironhide. Because, man, if that was the shot that took you out in the movie, that was bad, my friend. That was bad. But otherwise, Braun, your, your wonderful comedic scenes, your... Memorable for all the wrong reasons, death in Transformers the movie. Really, you're you're very memorable, Braun. So this is why you get number five spot on the list. Okay, number four. Probably going to be the most controversial pick of this list because of where I put him. But if you know me, he's not number one. He's number one in a lot of people's list, and I get it. But for me, number four 
is the big one of the Autobots, Optimus Prime himself. And don't get me wrong, Optimus Prime, great character. He's got so many great moments. He's got this amazing leadership quality. He's able to motivate the, the Autobots, get them to do just Herculean efforts. The comedic stuff they give Optimus Prime is gold. It, when he's playing basketball, it's like, you know, the just the dumb lines like, Am I drooling correctly, Spike? Oh my gosh. Optimus Prime is that he's got humor. He's got the motivational leadership. He's a great Transformer. Super memorable. Obviously the cornerstone of the franchise. But he's still not my favorite. But that's okay. Because Optimus Prime is still a top five Transformer. He's amazing. You know, the beautiful beautiful semi-truck mode and let's not forget the just the great stuff he had in transformers the movie you know megatron must be stopped no matter the cost transforms rolls through autobot city has that takeoff he's like pew 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 just Picking, like, doing a mid-air flip, picking Decepticons off one by one in the air. Makes short work of them, barges into Megatron, and just delivers the One shall stand, one shall fall. You know, Optimus Prime, he's the bad mamma jamma, and he's very deserving of his hot of any and all praise given to him for his character, his leadership ability, just his badassery. But still a couple more Autobots above my list. But Optimus, you take the number four spot. So coming in at number three is the mad, mad Autobot scientist Wheeljack. Yes, folks, the Autobot, of course, voiced by Christopher Latta, who also voices Starscream and Cobra Commander and Gung-Ho on G.I. Joe. So, of course, the first Transformer we see in the G1, the first episode, he's the first character we see. And from there, ah, oh, man. Wheeljack is always memorable for me because I love the tech characters. I love the gadget guys, the mad scientists, the inventors. Donatello. Love the, love the turtle. I mean, one of my favorite Power Rangers was Billy. You know, the, the nerdy ranger. The tech guy, the gadgeteer. You know, and Wheeljack... Poor, poor Wheeljack. I mean, we all know Donatello's machine track record was not very great. But, um, Wheeljack might have actually had a worse running record than Donatello. Be who, buddy? Poor Wheeljack. R.I.P. Wheeljack. You, you, 
Unfortunately, we didn't really get to see any good death out of Wheeljack in Transformers the movie. Um, his basically was just an on his was just an on-screen confirmation. We saw him in a as a pile of rubbish, alongside of Windcharger, as RC dragged their bodies into the into out inside from from the battlefield. But yeah, no, Wheeljack, you're awesome car mode your crazy inventions unless we forget the immobilizer probably the one invention that well did not initially turn out the way he expected well it didn't explode and it actually did what it was supposed to do it actually immobilized but you know Kind of fell in Decepticon hands. Had to get it back. So, Little Jack, you had one invention that worked. Now, speaking of the Immobilizer, a great, great episode of Transformers. And honestly, was the standout episode of our number two pick on this list. And yes, number two is going to go to Ironhide. The rough and tough veteran of the Autobots has fought alongside Optimus Prime the whole time. And yeah, he's tough as nails. He's kind of that sidekick to Optimus Prime. He's kind of like the 30-30 to Optimus Prime's Brave Star. He's definitely the ride or die. Even when he's feeling old, Optimus can still get him back in the saddle, get him in the fight. But really, Ironhide doesn't need a lot of motivation to fight. He's usually ready to fight. And that's his character. He's the John... Ironhide is the John Wayne. He's ready to... He's ready for a good old gun... Gun slinging gun fight. And then he'll knock a few... And then he'll knock a few Energons back after the battle. And he'll tell you some old war stories about... All those nagging injuries that just keep his gears grinding. Ironhide, he's a rough, tough Autobot. And once again, the relationship to Optimus Prime. You could definitely make some an argument that Ironhide could be second in command of the Autobot forces. And, honestly, if you made the arguments, you're not necessarily wrong. But I'm not sure I agree with you. Because, well, there's always my number one pick on the list. Now, if you know me, you know me personally, if you've heard, listened to this show for any length of time, you already know who number one is. That's right. It's Jazz. Of course, it's going to be Jazz, my favorite Transformer of all time. Oh, this is a robot that just, the man has personality in spades. The awesome, awesome voice work of Scatman Crothers, who you may also know as the voice of Hong Kong Fooey. Uh, I believe he was in the Aristocats. An accomplished jazz musician in the 50s. I, I want to say the 50s. I, I've found some of his stuff online. It's really good music. Oh, man. 
And of course, um, his live action role as the groundskeeper in The Shining. Uh, Scatman Crothers, an actor, I unfortunately died when I was very, very young. Like uh, Scatman Crothers, along with Orson Welles, both died very shortly after the production of Transformers the movie. Um, so unfortunately, uh, Jazz was one of the few that Autobots that survived the movie and might have actually made appearances in season three. Um, he did have some background appearances in season three. Just no speaking lines. Um, so they just, they never recast the act. Um, uh, they just never recast the role. And yeah, I mean, it's definitely something that would be hard to do, man. But Jazz has personality in spades. He's just, he's that cool robot you want to, he's that level of cool, calm that you want to be. His race car mode, that Porsche, you know, Daytona kind of, you know, prototype car, just that, you know, something you'd see at like the 24 hours of Daytona, one of those kind of cars, absolutely great alt mode. Uh, the sound and light show feature that was kind of one of his primary weapons. Uh, man, like I said, I can go on and on about jazz. Jazz is my favorite Transformer. I mean, I have a, I mean, I have a tattoo of jazz right down my right arm. Full on, full view. And absolutely got an impressive figure in the Studio Series 86 line. This figure, like I'm literally holding it in my hands right now, might actually be one of my favorite Transformers that I've ever owned because it is just amazing. And guys, you know, you know me. I mean, you knew this was going to be the number one on the list. But Jazz just is awesome. And uh, that's Snow Fair to the other Autobots. Oh, man, Jazz. Uh, Jazz had some good episodes, too, man. Um, the God Gambit was kind of one of his feature episodes. Uh, Attack of the Autobots as well. Um where Megatron got into the into the recharging bay and uh, reprogrammed the Autobots for evil. Jazz kind of had to lead the charge there to get the other Autobots back to normal. So that was a good spotlight feature for him. And then, of course, the uh, original three-parter, More Than Meets the Eye. Jazz was basically the second-in-command of the Autobots during that, uh, leading, you know, getting all the Autobots gathered for the missions, and really, on that episode, really acted and was treated by Prime as like his first officer. So for me, that kind of on-screen evidence there, that's kind of the where, where I go in pointing out Jazz might have been second in command of the Autobots. Um, like I said, Jazz, uh, Ironhide, Prowl, you could make strong... Uh, you can make some strong indications for any of them. But for me, my money's on Jazz. He's my favorite. Y'all know he's my favorite. But yeah, so there we go, guys. Oh, man, I have ranked the all 18 of the original Autobots from Season 1 of the Transformers. 
And once again, thank you all for listening to this episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. Of course, you know, find us on social media, share the podcast, subscribe, leave us a, a rating and a review, all that good stuff. And uh, we'll see you next time, guys.